0: Love cares more for others than for self. And And now for love like your Lord above. Welcome to Brothers of the Word because brother and sister, you need the word. Okay, so the title of my message today is Love Like Your Lord Above. I'm going to say that again. Love Like Your Lord Above. I had to put a little rhyme in there so you can remember as you leave here. So as everyone may know, the scripture, you know, 1 Corinthians 13. I really want to go into detail with that scripture today. So we're going to go ahead and start. If you have your word, I'm going to be reading in the message version. We're going to start in verse 1. It says, If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I am nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day. And if I have faith that says to a mountain jump and it jumps, but I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. No matter what I say, what I believe and what I do, I am bankrupt without Love, And so when we look at it, God is not just looking at the face value of our actions anymore. We see in the Old Testament that you had to do all these different laws. You just had to do these actions. But when Jesus came upon this earth, he said, I don't want it just to be based in your actions. I want it to be in your heart. I want to change you from the inside out, not just from your external stance. And so God, he evaluates our hearts. He looks at our motivation behind why we do things, why we're doing this for him, why we're doing that for someone else. Because it can be in vain or it can be in love. And so if we try to have human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, that isn't going to be the main thing that is going to change people towards God. And we look at other different versions. They have it where it says people who are trying to be persuasive, trying to persuade people. And you look at angelic ecstasy, it's more like a speaking in tongues. Certain things, that you just saying stuff, trying to sound all good, it's not going to be the main thing that truly pulls people to Christ. So now we look, we take a step back, we see the responsibility is not just on that natural gift that a lot of us don't have. A lot of us don't have the gift of words, but there is something that we all have control over. We all have control over whether or not we can show love or we can show hate. And so the reason that we look in the word, we're going to look at what love is, is because the world has gotten away into the definition of love. They begin to change it and pervert it. That's how the devil moves. He wanted to pervert it so that whenever God said, love me or love your neighbor, you do it in a counterfeit way. And no one ever feels actual love. And so we see in Matthew 22, verse 34 through 40, it says, All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And so now because the devil has perverted this meaning of love, we think, oh, I only love God once I feel this emotional pull on me. I only love God when I'm crying at the altar. I only love God when I'm singing. And that right there, that meaning will begin to get so stuck in that moment. Now, it's not that emotion is absent of love, but it's not the meaning of love. It's not what love is. Love is a action. And so when God tells us, he commands us, he says, love me with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, love your neighbor. It is a commandment. It is not something that you just feel. It may not be something you want to do, but it is simply a commandment. And so if we look at God. God is going to tell us to do things he's already done for us and he is doing for us right now. There are going to be times where it's not easy to love us. God has seen it. We turn our back on him. We've said, God, I'm going to do this and we don't. We say, God, I'm repenting and I'm changing, but we stay in the same state. We do a lot of things for loving God, but God sees that it is not easy to love us. And so he's already loving us, even though it's not easy. He wants us to do the same for all of our neighbors and anyone who wrongs us. And the reason we see a lot of times why we cannot properly love our neighbor how God called us is because we're doing it to make ourselves look good. We're doing it to make that person like us instead of making God look good. And the difference between human love And God's love is when you give human love, you're going to try to say things that people like, even if it may hurt them, you may see them going down a path that will lead them on a path of destruction, but you keep your mouth shut just so that they like you. But if you look at love, when God said, I love you, he has told us the right way how to live in life so that we are not hurt. He understands if you look at a parent's love, a parent will tell their children, no, a parent will tell their children, Hey, do this, do that. Don't do this. Don't do that because he loves us. And so when we look at, okay, I'm saying these things to God, God, I love you, but we're not actually doing things to show God that we truly love him. And when we use God's definition of love, it may not be things you want to hear. It may not be things you want to do, but it will be things that will help you grow. It will be things that will help others grow towards God's purpose for them. And if we look at the definition of love, man, I looked on Google, I said, let me just see what people are thinking love is. You look at all the movies, all the TV shows, people have gotten so caught up in this emotional feeling of like, well, I love you, I've fallen in love, I've fallen of love, all of this stuff. If you look at what love is, it's not just a feeling, but it is an action on a continuous basis. This is why we cannot go based on human definition. We can't go based on human knowledge. That's why it says human eloquence. You can't use all these persuasive words because all of it, if it is against God, means nothing if it does not have true love. And so when God, he gave us this commandment to love. This is how he uses us to get to people. This is how he gets people to start to love him is through our actions. And now that we have control over what we can do, because now it's not just a thing that you have no control over or it's an unconscious thing you do. Now we have control, we can go out and act in love with people. And so as we're talking about love, okay, you're like, wait, what is this love? How am I supposed to love my neighbor? How am I supposed to love my friend, my sister, my spouse, my brother? How am I supposed to love people? And it reads in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. We're going to read in the message version. It says. <clears throat> Love never gives up. In the other versions, it says love is patient. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Do you see that all over TV? It's all about them. It's like, well, you didn't do this for me. Oh, I'm not going to do this because you didn't do that for me. But that isn't true love. It says love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Does it force itself on others? Is it? This is a big one, y'all. I need y'all to open your ears to this one. Don't be mad at me. I'm just reading the word. It says, isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle, meaning you don't have bad anger. You can control your anger. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looks for the best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end. And we get so caught up. We're like, oh, I love you this day. I love you not this day. But it says going on to the end, it is a consistent thing and a constant thing. If God decided to love us the way we love him, we would never feel true love. We will always feel empty. But he loves us on a daily basis, no matter what we do to him. And God, he has given us the dominion over this world. He has told us to go out and we're going to be the representatives of him. As it says in Genesis 1, verse 26 through 28, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them God-like reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God bless them, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, be responsible for the fish in the sea and birds in the air for every living thing that moves on the face of earth. And so if we begin to keep reflecting this human nature and then calling it God's, Love calling it God's nature. That's why we got so many people who hate Christians, so many people who hate God. And a lot of a lot of times just misrepresentation. And we as Christians, we have to get out of the mindset, okay, God, if I do this for you, what can you do for me? But we have to get into the mindset, okay, God, if if I do this, how can you go through me? How can you move in my life so I can help someone else? And so it says in John 14, verse 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid so as we're going out and giving love to everyone, we have to understand we can't expect to get anything in return from them. We cannot expect for them to reciprocate that same love. God is the one who's going to give it to you. So he's going to pour into you to pour into others. Don't look to them and say, well, I'm giving you love, but you haven't given me none back. But you do it for God. You do it out of love for God, because we understand Christ is going to give us that peace. He's going to defend us. He's going to strengthen us as we do this for him. And that's how you know whether it's in vain or it's for God. We have to get out of our, what am I getting out of this? But what can I give in this? And when we look at love, there are times that God really wants us to depend on us. When it gets difficult to love someone, because I can tell you now, love wouldn't be the same if it was so easy to love everyone. It wouldn't hold the same power. But because it's so difficult to love certain people, this is where we go to God and say, God, I am weak right here. I need your strength. And this is where he comes in and he shows up and shows out in our life. And so now that we have this understanding of what it means to love people the way Christ has loved us, we understand the importance of how he even died. Like if you look at it, it would be different if Jesus gave his life for us and we could give him something in return. And we were noble, we were upright, we deserved it. But because we didn't deserve it, because he can't get anything from us, that is true love. That is where he is. He is patient with us. He never gives up on us. He doesn't get angry at us super quick. Like he actually loves us because he gave his life for us. And so when we understand that, we're able to act differently. We're able to walk and talk differently. And as we walk as Christ did and we love as he does, we have to understand that some people will never give us anything in return. But we are not looking for a reward from people. If you continue to look for a reward from people, everything that you gain here on this earth will stay. You'll go with it. But if you're looking for a reward from God, you love anybody, no matter who they are. Now, if you look at the definition of love, it doesn't say be quiet and let them be on the pathway to destruction. But it means speak up because you understand where they're headed to. And if they don't want to hear it, you did it out of love. Don't let the devil try to silence you for what God is trying to do in your life because you love someone, because you can see past what they're seeing. And let God truly move in their heart. Once you love someone, don't think they're going to just love you back or appreciate it, but let God move in their life. And remember, God can only change them. So we have to depend on him. So I'm going to just end off with the title of my sermon today. Love like your Lord above. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you. You are listening to Brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, Love Like Your Lord Above, by Jamie Bronner. This message is number 6602, that's 6602. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 6602 to a friend, go to Brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothers of the often because, brother, you need a word. Of the word.